The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. It's time for the Low Fact Podcast. Well, all right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff going on. It's been a little while since we've talked to you. And weird stuff's been going on. Which, I don't know. I don't know that it's all that weird. Well, please explain. Well... I think it's pretty clear that all the stuff that uh, we're being inundated with, no matter which side of the aisle you think you sit on, the political aisle, that is. Okay. That everything that's going on is uh, wanted. Wanted? Yeah. Desired by the powers that be. Well, okay, so you... Do you have an example? Because you were talking earlier on about the border crisis, right? Well, I don't know that it's a crisis. Well, you were talking about the the border. Yes, that the, the, there are illegals kind of marching through like like uh, like hot knives through butter, just coming in willy nilly, and right. It seems like it seems like uh, well, if you're on the if you're on the quote unquote conservative or right wing side of stuff, um. The, the thing is to get you really angry about all these illegal immigrants coming in here, taking away your jobs or doing whatever. I don't know that they're taking away jobs. Yeah, well, that's the jury's out on that one. But I do think that border security is, is, is very important to any nation. It should be. So the fact that it's, it's, it's wanted means that somebody doesn't want this nation to exist. Again, that could be the... That, actually, that's a, that's an assumption. <laughs> Dan, Dan goes like, why don't you tell me what you really think? Damn, dude. No, that's, a, that's actually an assumption. Um, I, don't think, I don't think that people think that far ahead. Well, but there's plenty of people on the right saying that. Yeah, to get to get their base riled up. You don't think that you don't think they think that. I don't know that they believe it or not. Well, that's it's hard to know what somebody believes when they tell you this is what I believe. Oh, I think it's damn easy to know what someone believes. How? You watch what they do. If someone swears up and down that they are not a person of violence as they're beating the hell out of somebody. <laughs> Then you know what? I think that's a little bit of a hint. <laughs> so in this context, people sitting there and saying, we need to do something about this, but then they're not doing anything about it. Would suggest that they don't want to do anything about it. Especially when the people saying we need to do, about, do something about this mm-hmm. are the people with the power to do something about this. <sighs> yeah. See what I'm getting at? Yep. And, you know... My favorite, my favorite topic I can talk about till the till the cows come home because I just don't understand is hypocrisy. I might I might actually have to go and start studying the the etymology of it, the the history of the word, and because now it's just kind of used like if 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 I tell you to do something that I'm doing, I'm a hypocrite. Right. 
or tell you not to do something that I'm doing is, mm-hmm. is that's 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 the gold standard for hypocrisy, right? Yep. But that would be the definition of hypocrisy. Doing something that you tell other people not to do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I always thought that the definition of hypocrisy was proclaiming a belief in something that you don't actually believe. For example, there are people that uh, talk up and down about about rights, but they don't care about your rights. They want the rights, like free speech or free expression or you know, Whatever. personal autonomy, yeah. right? Yeah. Every single one of these people that I have seen talk about this stuff, usually a pundit maybe someone in power, totally believes in that for themselves. They just don't think that you should have it. Now, how is that hypocrisy? They believe in it. They just don't believe in it for you. Is that really hypocrisy? Maybe it is. I would say that that falls under the umbrella of hypocrisy. It does now, right? That's just like, uh, that's just like election fraud. Okay. A lot of people feel that something fishy has gone on in the past election, mm-hmm. but they don't fit the definition of fraud. Well, we know it doesn't. Right. Like, because they changed, like, voter law, they changed laws. And everything, stuff. everything that happened. Like, fraud is a very specific thing. It's a specific crime that... Society has decided that the, the, the people that make the laws a long time ago decided these are the elements of fraud. <clears throat> I believe it's a four-part test. I can't remember. <laughs> I Don't look to me, man. Don't look at me. I think it's intentional misrepresentation of material fact. With the intent of... That's Scienter. That's, that's episode... That's, that's number three. Yeah. Number two is um, reliance on the person. Right. On the other person. Reliance by the other person. Right. Uh, the intent, which is scienter. Intent to... to uh, right. What? Intent to... To deceive. Deceive, yeah. And then... The, I'm like defraud. The, then the damage. But... And I don't want to get into it because we talk about it so much and everybody else does too. Do you mean the election fraud? Well, the election irregularities, if we want to be totally... We talked about this a few weeks ago, and you said that it's never going to come out. It's going to... Uh, except in, like, a long, long time. It, it, it'll, it'll... How do you know that it's not going to come out sooner? The admittance? Yeah. The admittance by the party perpetrating the fraud? Oh, yeah. Because I've seen it happen. Kennedy election. The, uh, the, the removal of uh, Admiral uh, Rickover. Actually, everybody's like... All the all the all the insiders are like, like I think I think Mitch McConnell when somebody tried to race it with him the other day, he was like, "Oh, we need to move on, right?" Like he's like, "We need to focus on the current issues. Like we need to stop talking about the the, the fact whether there was any election fraud." Like like he was like, "Just let's not talk about it." Yeah, well, he doesn't care. No, he doesn't, and he's <clears throat> probably happy that Trump's gone. I would think. Well, yeah, because he wasn't part of the establishment. I think that's the only thing that, uh, that I think that's the thing that really kind of sank his boat.
But he might come back. Maybe. And if he comes back, there's going to be some shit, man. Maybe. Like maybe all the establishment guys will get ousted. I don't think so. I keep waiting for Nancy Pelosi to fucking go away. Well, probably when she dies. But then her daughter then her daughter will get her seat. Is her daughter her daughter's in politics as well? Well it doesn't matter. (laughs) That's how Nancy Pelosi got her seat. From her mom? No, from some from somebody. She 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 got a seat that that came empty. Mm -hmm. That that was pretty safe. Um, I don't remember if it was her, but somebody basically said a bar of soap could could stand for an election in this in this in this district, and they'd get it. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, Nancy Pelosi's insider. Her dad was like the mayor of Baltimore or something like that. They all do that. They all they all pass it on. The established folks aren't going to leave. And you know, newsflash. I'd say eighty to ninety percent of the normals, the normies, the people that don't have anything, are establishment people too. Really? How so? What do you mean, how so? Don't be trying to, like, tee up stuff for me. Um, what do you mean the normies? You mean... The regular folks like you and me, the sheep and goats, they ain't got jack. We're part of the establishment. 80 to 90% of us are. But I thought the establishment guys were the people that were doing very well. They're part of the establishment too. The establishment is not like very few people. It's this. It's this whole thing. So it's not just the ruling class, then. The ruling class. When you say establishment, the, I think of ruling class. The ruling class are the big, biggest beneficiary of this establishment, and you know, if if the tables get turned and upended, right, they're just going to switch sides. If you if you know anything about Chinese history. There have been, what, hundreds, maybe thousands of... Well, hundreds, well, tens of... There's, there have been tons of dynasties uh-huh. ruling China mm-hmm. ever since, what, uh, Qin? Don't look at me. Yeah, Qin. The first emperor. Okay. That unified the country. Right. From various little ruling, various little warring states. Okay. <clears throat> The kings may change. Or, or look at the kings of England. <sighs> right? The kings changed. The families changed. The, the, the current ruling family of, of, uh, of uh, England, uh-huh. the United Kingdom, Great Britain, mm-hmm. they... It's a new house. But it's the same families. No, it's different. Like the first one, first the the first the first family that started was Alfred. Was the first king of England. I shouldn't know that. And then you know, that kind of that kind of switched up. Um, and then William the Conqueror, Dukes of Normandy came in, right? Mm-hmm. And he and his family a little bit. Then there was like the Plantagenets, Henry II. Yeah. And, you know, uh, 
Tudors, Stuarts. Are you doing this in order? I don't know. If you are, I'm impressed. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, when when they didn't have when they didn't have a, a, a king, then they went to uh, Hanover and got George the first. Mm-hmm. That that went up to like George the third, and then then uh, the woman that was going to be the queen died. Oh, Queen Anne. Queen Anne was also one, right? I uh, know, man. Uh, I should know. King William of Orange. Yep. Um, I'm going back now, but it's like, you know, uh, Reformation. So, like, they, they beheaded Prince Char- uh, King Charles, had, uh, had Cromwell for a while. He got killed. And then, so... And then Henry VIII. William of Orange came over. Henry VIII was before that. I thought Henry VIII killed Cromwell. Uh, if he did, it was a master stroke from beyond the grave, oh. like a couple hundred years after his death. <laughs> Who am I thinking of that was hanging out with Henry VIII then? His advisor. Oh, it was the grandfather. Oh, okay. It also was Cromwell. It was Thomas Cromwell. Ah, okay. That's terrible that I, I just, yeah. Clearly, I need to go and get a book on British history and read it. No, but my point is the bureaucracy stays the same. The establishment is the bureaucracy. Right. And it, and even if you think about it, right, like the whole the whole reason during the Soviet era, why they had the political officers, <clears throat> even into even into like, you know, 70 years after they had deposed the czar, was because there was that civil war, but you, you still needed officers in the army. Yeah, you still need the bureaucrats, and the communists knew that they didn't want to make sure that the czar, the former czarist officers, were going to were you know you need somebody to police them, right? Which is why they they had the political officers, and that stayed that stayed for seventy years, way past the time when you would need to test someone's loyalty on whether or not they were going to be part of the czar, hmm. bring back the czar. If you look at the uh, Khmer Rouge, right? Yeah, or even East Germany. When reunification happened, all those people that were higher up in the high up in the Communist Party of East Germany, uh-huh. they were now part of a part of the Bundestag. Iraq. Okay. Well, Bath Party. Yeah. Yeah. All the Bath Party guys. Well, that guy won. Was it Tariq Aziz? He was there when Saddam took over. He was there when Saddam got taken out. Yeah. So. The establishment is not just the ruling class. The ruling class is like the, they're the mascots. The establishment is the bureaucracy. The establishment is all, is everybody else, you know, sitting there making their living, doing their thing. You know, talking about, hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to do what I can to make a living for my family. No one can blame me. And you know what? No one does. But that still doesn't, that doesn't uh, take away from the fact that you're in the establishment. Heck, everyone, everyone, everyone around right now making money, whether you're a truck driver, a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, uh, EMT, whatever, 
you're in the establishment. I uh, see. I'm pretty sure there's a few truck drivers that would disagree with you there. Only if they're not driving a truck. Oh, you mean if they're like? Yeah, I, I, I struggle with that though. The idea to think that like someone who's driving a truck is part of the establishment. Well, they have a vested interest in keeping things going because they want to make money, take care of their family, mm-hmm. have a roof over their head. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Do I blame these people? No, because I'd probably do the same thing. But that doesn't, you know, just because, and that's, that's something that a lot of people don't get about me. Just because I think that I would do something, don't make me thinking that that's a right thing. I mean, you just because you, you think you'd do it, right? You you see me sit there and call people stupid for for doing stuff that I think is stupid, right? But and this this might be a little sinful, but I pride myself on the fact that when I do something stupid, I call myself out on it. Like I'm about to do something stupid, or I just did something stupid. Yeah, and I acknowledge it. It's a stupid thing. And if someone decides to hammer me for it, I'm going to fight, but that don't make my position correct. That's so weird. You're so weird. I I, I guess I am. You're a weirdo. But, you know, one of, one of my, one of my personal heroes is Cincinnatus. Cincinnati being the uh, the guy that got asked to rule Rome and then gave up. Well, yeah, he power. got he, he got he got the baton of power. He was like a dictator or something because you know to to fight off an enemy. Yeah, and of course, you know the way they still is like he was a farmer. He wasn't like some sharecropper. No, he was like, just a, like like just like when they say Jesus was a carpenter. What do you mean? He was fucking pretty educated for a carpenter, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Especially back then when carpentry wasn't some... He could write, read. Especially when carpentry wasn't like a skill it is today. He was erudite. I mean, I'm like, okay, there's there's something missing there from the story. But, you know. But, um... We've got a little off track, but... Um, oh, I have one other thing I want to talk about. Are we, did we finish or not really? We're, we never really finish, and yeah. we never really... So, whatever. So, so, I ran into a... I see a cop from time to time at my local Ralph's. He's uh, out in the LAPD. He's a Iraq veteran. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, he was telling me that uh, he's, he's taken early retirement along with... Two and a half thousand other LAPD cops. He put he's, he's got his twenty in. Yeah, he's got his twenty, and he decided not, not to go for his thirty. He's not getting the shots. Okay. And uh, so the union is not backing any of these people that have refused to get the shots. Okay. So they're all like, "Fuck you, I'm taking retirement." Okay. Uh, and I'm just like, "Wow, there's going to be two and a half thousand lefts cops." And they've, they've got a they've got a shortage county. they've got a shortage already. Yeah, it's so it's going to be like a freaking veritable shit show in LA, and it's soon. I think it's like in the next few weeks. Well, it's already a lot of a lot of places, and if and um, you know, I think I think changes in upheavals are coming, and that does that scares a lot of people. 
scares me a bit, but it doesn't scare me a bit. It scares me a bit. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely scared. But you know, um, being the non-religious believer that I am, you kind of gotta, kind of gotta put it all in somebody else's hands. Dude, the fucking freeways are like the Fast and the Furious in LA these days, man. There's a lot of things that are dangerous. There's a lot of things that are dangerous, and you know, we we will do what we can do. But I have found that what we can do isn't very much. Now, when things work out, we say it's all due to what we put in. Yeah. But you know my personal philosophy on that. It's nobody puts in any more than anybody else does. It's just... <clears throat> and, and, and so I was talking to him about this, but the other thing we were talking about is like, like people who are hating on the cops, right? And I'm like... What is the first thing that people say when shit goes down? What is the first thing they say? The weak ones? Yes. Most people. They want... Yeah, because... Has anyone called the cops? Like, oh, you need to call the cops. Because you've been conditioned. You know? So, like, if there's shit happening, like, nobody's gonna get deal with it, right? Well, they're gonna be forced to. I mean... I mean, I've, I've gone out and gotten in amongst it with people having fights in the street before, but but I don't know why, because it's not like I could fight anybody, but um, I would say like 95% of people just don't want to get involved in any kind of a situation. Well, that's going to have to change. That's going to not have to, that's going to change right quick. Yeah. So, and it's going to be like. And I'm not saying that people need to start fighting. That's, that's no. You know, the worst thing that can happen is for, is for people to start picking up pistols and rifles oh, and yeah, start yeah. shooting them because, no. you know, if anything, if anything is proof that, that you can't do that, that it's not a movie. Yeah. We're being inundated with information about what happened on a movie set. Yeah. You know, this, this whole belief that, you can pick up a firearm and all of a sudden turn into a stone cold sniper <laughs> is laughable. The shortest sniper school I can think of is, is six weeks. Yep. And you got to be trained to like be able to like shoot somebody voluntarily. And even then. Okay. So the shortest, the shortest, military um, firearms training I can think of is like a day. <laughs> that's pretty short. Well, it's the Air Force. Well, that sucks. That's that's the reason not to join the Air Force. Well, that's not if you're not if you're wanting to be an infantry soldier. If you're if you're trained to be a if you're trained to be someone technical crew to, to a signals up, operator. A, you know, t technical crew to fix up airplanes, then yeah, you, you definitely want to join the Air Force. But um, I don't know if it's changed, but almost 30 years ago, Marine Corps boot camp, their, their, uh, their rifle training is two weeks. It's a two-week phase. That's a lot. Well, the first week, you don't even shoot one. That is teach you about the gun. 
Well, they, so. teach you, they, they teach you about the rifle all throughout, but for the first week of rifle range, all you're doing is sitting in various positions. I'd be like, can we hurry up and shoot this thing, please? That's week two. <laughs> yeah. So, you Must know, be kind of exciting when you finally get to shoot it. I've, I, I, I heard that it was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel sorry for this guy because I'm like, he's... He's a good, I, he's, he's, a, I can tell like he's a, he's a stand-up guy. He obviously like fought for his country. He obviously, I, I think he's a, he's probably a very good cop. And I, and it's like, if, whenever I see the guy, it's like, he's like, hey. you know, like, it's like literally like, he's just, he's like, he's very down and, and I can tell like affected by the fact that there's been this sort of anti-police movement. Right? Which I think is total BS. I mean, and, look. and that's what I say to him. I say to him, look, dude, I was like, there is, and, and he said, he said, when he said, I'm leaving and there's going to be two and a half thousand less cops, he said, he said, people better start doing stuff. He bit, he said they better start doing some stuff about some things. Cause he's like, otherwise it's, you know, yeah. it's going to be a free for all. Yeah. So, yeah. And he said, if people don't start doing anything, then he's like, I don't know. Well, then they're going to, they're going to bring all the cops back. <laughs> Please come back. Yeah. You know, I, I give, I give cops a lot of grief. Uh, I know you do. But, but you get respect from cops too. Well, I don't mean it. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's the old, the old meme about how the difference between the way men socialize as opposed to the way women socialize. Men give each other shit and they don't mean it. Right. Men say all kinds of mean stuff to each other about each other that they don't mean. And women say all kinds of great things about each other to each, to each other and about each other that they don't mean. And, you know, I'm like, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, being a cop's a tough job. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stressful. And I remember I actually, I recently had a conversation with a guy. A uh, black guy who was talking about a, a buddy of his that he used to play in Little League. He used to play with in Little League. White guy, right? Uh, yeah. And he became a cop and he's just all racist now. Really? Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm just like, well, kind of shows how tough the job is, I suppose. Right. Right? I mean, when, when, you, when, you, when all you do is litigate, then basically all you want to do is argue with people. Yeah. <laughs> so... When all you do is go out and 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 meet people on or after, or generally a lot of people that they that they encounter, they're encountering them on a very bad day. Oh yeah. So yeah. you know yeah. that's that takes a toll, and and you know there are tons of great cops, or there's 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 tons of bad cops, but that's just because we're all people. It's not like we're not machines. Yeah, I just want to shake some people, though. You know, it's like when I hear that and when I see that and when I witness that, I'm like, fuck people that like just anyone that would sit there and say defund, we need less cops. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. It's like saying if we get rid of all the guns, then everything's going to be good. Yes, those are both very fallacious arguments. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm like, do you really <clears throat> fucking mean that? Like, do you actually mean that? Or are you just, you know, are you just some shill that's like, this is just your thing that you say? You well, know? if it's... Because if, if it's your fucking backyard, you know, you can be damn sure you that's the first fucking phone call you'll be making. I would have more respect for someone who's a shill saying that than someone who actually believes it. 
because if some if it's someone who actually believes it, then that person is not using the brain power that God gave a turnip. And of course, there are there are things that shape people's opinions, right? Um, I don't I don't I don't I don't think that that it would be you know from the the black friends that I've had that tell me about how they always that they get shaken down by the cops, right? Mm-hmm. Or approached by cops, dude. That's got to wear on you. Yeah, definitely does. But on the same token, when when what is it like six percent of the population is responsible for like eighty percent of the crimes? Yeah, then people are playing the numbers, right? Yeah, is that an excuse or or an explanation? No, because. You know, if you if you get if you get followed or every time you go somewhere, like cops start harassing you, harass being stopping you, asking you what's going mm-hmm. on, where are you doing here, blah blah blah. You know that could get old on the second time. Yeah, not let alone your whole fucking life. Yeah, from the time that you're a teenager, never feeling like you're just safe around cops. Yeah. yeah, I can I can see I can see how that would wear on you. Yeah, I mean I got I got profiled once, which is which was. Hilarious! I was a novelty for me. I thought it was funny as shit. <laughs> Actually, no, twice. <laughs> the first time I was in Indiana, and every little town I got into, I got followed by cops. Wow! Until I got to uh, to uh, state line Elkhart, Elkhart, because <clears throat> I was I was heading towards uh, Notre Dame, and uh, I was talking to a cop. Oh, to a state trooper from Indiana, uh-huh. <laughs> in Indiana. I was like, uh, I was like, why are all the cops following me around? Is it because I'm not white? And and he looked at me and was like, well, there isn't really a rash of Asian crimes going on in, in Indiana right now. <laughs> uh, and he, <laughs> he was like, what kind of car were you driving? I was like, I was driving a company car. It's like a Ford Taurus, man. It's like the most, the, the white, the whitest bred granny car you can think of. Uh-huh. He was like, well, that's really strange. And then he says... What kind of license plates were on there? I was like, Ohio plates. He's like, that's why. So I wasn't profiled for being Asian. I was profiled for being out of town. Because you're an outsider. Yeah. That's funny. And that happened to me in Missouri, too. When I was when I was outside of St. Louis going to this uh, this, neighbor, this city called St. Charles in the suburbs, some cops followed me around for a bit. And I was just like, well, that's funny. Wow. But, you know. On the but, fl- yeah, so the shit's coming down. I mean, the shit's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been coming. It's been a long uh, time coming. But it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better. I don't know. I hate that cliche. I don't know if it's going to get I worse. I cliche, but right now I feel like the cliche might be right. Well, but here's the thing. It don't have to get better. Oh, yeah. It could just get, It's going to get worse before it gets worse. It don't have it's to gonna get, get worse before it gets worse. And it doesn't have to get worse either. Uh, but it's going to get worse, though. Maybe it's that's quite possible. Oh, it's definitely going to get worse if there's less ambulance drivers and cops. Well, it's getting worse now. There's there's more crime. Yeah, all across the United States now. Yeah. So what? <clears throat> where, where's Snake Bliskin? That's what I want to know. I don't want Snake Bliskin. Why not? He's too short. <laughs> Everybody thinks he was dead. It's funny. It's funny enough, I snor- saw Snake Bliskin at the supermarket last time the LA when the BLM riots were happening, and I'm like, "What are you doing in here, man? You should need to be out saving LA." <laughs> what do you say to that? I didn't say that to him. Really oh, like oh, him, but I saw him in the store, and I like I helped him 
but um but I really I really wanted to say that I wanted to say Snake why aren't you at Save the City the, like the BLM riots are happening right now because I take the Smokey <laughs> I take the Smokey the Bear approach to life which is what only you can stop fill in the blank 